Oh, hello, and welcome to Carry On Up The Village, a prisoner podcast. I'm Christopher, and this is the villa, this is the missus. Hi, I'm Fiona, thank you for downloading our podcast, I hope you enjoy it. And first of all, don't panic, Carry On Up The Village fans, there hasn't been some revival of the prisoner that has been broadcast and we're uh, remarking upon that you've missed. Uh, we are we are having a special uh, episode, special revival of our podcast, because we literally have today carried on up the village. And what a village it was. Yes, where have we been, Fiona? Port Merion. We have been to Port Merion, the uh, location for the filming of the of the prisoner back in the 1960s. Um, and uh, what did we think? It certainly didn't disappoint. Do you think it didn't disappoint? No, I was a bit worried because I had hyped it a bit in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was... I mean, obviously there were aspects that took adjustments. It seemed smaller mm-hmm. than the filming suggested, mm-hmm. and a lot of places were not quite in location that the, the filming had suggested they would be. Yeah. Um... Particularly, I think the most difficult bit was number six's house, or the outside of it. Yes. Was exactly the wrong place, and smaller, and not actually a house. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that was probably the hardest adjustment. I'm not sure it's in the wrong place. Well, certainly in my head, it was closer to the main square. It was just off the main square. Oh, as in if you came out of the front door? Yeah. And went? You, sh- you could walk forward... To- Forward. Down a wee party, and then you'd end up at the... But you have to kind of double back on yourself to do that in real life. Well, and it was up high. I thought it was the same level as the square. Oh, I see. But I again, see. You, you fill in these, these gaps yourself, because mm-hmm. it's not necessarily spelt out in, in the filming. No. Um, but yes, it is a crazy, crazy place, mm-hmm. with a whole mixture of different types of genre of statues and materials and mm-hmm. colours, and it's just beautiful. It is beautiful, isn't it? It, it is. It's, it's beautiful. What, what we learned before we came was that um, the uh, architect and uh, landowner, um, Sir, uh, Sir Clough uh, Williams Ellis, um, had intended to... One of the things he wanted to do with this uh, bit of land that he'd inherited um, was to show that areas of natural beauty could be developed without... Um, enhancing that beauty. by enhancing that beauty and not uh, not uh, not demolishing it, and I think he certainly did that. Yeah, I mean it's it's the village is as beautiful as the surroundings, which are mm-hmm. very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And looking out over the estuary, which at low tide is just a mass of sand sandbanks. Mm-hmm. It seems um, like it is crossable with caution. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so it so it is it really is a what do they call that? Oh, tidal expert. Is that just an estuary? Well, no, the, the a, a flat estuary. The fact that oh, the right. tide goes, uh, um, what's it called? A bay. No, no, no. Uh, a levee. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what it's called. But it's one of them. Um. So, the other thing that did take a bit of adjustment is the other side of the estuary is really quite close. Yes. So they must have done some clever filming for you mm-hmm. to feel that it was just wide expanses of sea after. After the coast, um, yes, that was one of the things actually that that kind of came home to me about about the prisoner from visiting, um, is that the ingenuity of the directors and camera people in filming there, so that 
as you say, the estuary didn't seem to be mm. not very wide, but also so that within the village, um, other buildings that shouldn't be in shot because they are in a different place yes. in the fiction are not in shot when in fact they're very close to some of the to where some of the shots are. So framing those shots in that way must have taken a bit of skill. Yeah, and that, I mean to to maintain the continuity and to remember where things are meant to be and all of that is. Uh, it's quite a feat. Mm-hmm. So, what was your favourite? What were your favourite buildings that had featured in the um, program? Well, I liked the Green Dome of Number Two mm-hmm. place, but it was obviously disappointed to see inside of it, which is all wrong. <laughs> no, there was not a big circular room with a big circular chair. Well, in there it. wasn't even that much inside, as yeah. in there wasn't that 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 space inside well, that, that space dome. Inside. Um, I I think I mean you ask me about buildings but I must admit the the favorite bit is the square the and the piazza mm-hmm. and the Bristol colonnades mm-hmm. and what's the thing at the end called the glory well the gloriette the gloriette which is the little balcony that that the, the number 2 tends to stand on and give proclamations yes. in a number of episodes and then the at the other end the um oh the sort of gothic, gothic folly, folly gateway arch, thing the, yeah, yeah. So they they're very all of those things are very iconic of the film, and what makes it particularly what you remember. Mm. So and that did all look like it should do. Smaller, or um, yeah, a lot of it smaller, especially the Gloriette. They had a lot of people doing scenes, probably in the studio on that. And it was mm-hmm. they didn't couldn't hold that many people. Well, I'm not sure because I think the only people you ever see on on the Gloriette balcony itself are number two and number six. I think there's only ever two people at any oh, given time. I think so. Oh, maybe I'm misremembering. I mean, there mm-hmm. has been a period of time yeah, since obviously. we finished our podcast. I mean, how long did we finish it? Yeah, uh, we finished it around about a year ago. Okay, can't be that much longer. Since and I, we haven't watched any since, so no. that's just from that memory. Mm-hmm. Well, we did watch a bit though on the. On the most recent Blu-ray set, there's a very handy, if you're coming to visit in Port Merion, a very handy uh, feature called Many Happy Returns that shows you the clips from the series and also what that looks like now on the location. Mm. So that was handy, rather than having to go through every episode and fast-forward past all the bits in the studio. Yes. And I would say that. it's all kept up very nicely. I mean, obviously, they charge people entry, mm-hmm. but they do appear to be using that money to constantly paint the bright colours mm-hmm. and everything. I have to say, I was here about 20 years ago. I'm not sure if I mentioned this on the um, podcast, but I remember being there at that point and thinking, they're not really doing... This isn't being kept very oh, really? well. Yeah, and it, it, so were you it, pleased to see yes, that a change? It is much better now. Right. It's much more informative. There's much more information about... Um, it what, what, it almost seems we, friendlier than it did at that time. What are we wanting? Information. <laughs> and we did get, we did done get it. Yes, it was. And they, they, it's not like they barely tolerate the pro, the, the prisoner fans. It's obviously embraced wholeheartedly. There's well, a shop. There's measure. a shop. There's a lovely um, bust of Patrick McGowan. Yes. Um, uh, which uh, I think they realised that, that really the prisoner will be quite a bit of the you know, to, the, the tourism is, is and, being and, generated. And the that. cornerstone to keeping it uh, up mm-hmm. to the upkeep. Mm-hmm. So what was your favourite building? I I liked the town hall, actually. 
Um, which I, I don't really remember that. I think that's probably why it didn't oh, okay. strike a chord. But um, but to be honest, all the buildings were so nice. I liked mm. the um, the bandstand even, which mm. I understand was built to hide the fact that that is underneath that is where the uh, electricity and other services um, substations are kept. So that was to do. I, I love the fact that he managed to um, disguise things that had the, to be the there. utility elements, utilities, yeah. and that kind of stuff. Um, I like the, the 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 bit that is not really seen in the prisoner, but is the the shops, the shop and the cafe. I like mm. those two buildings as well. Um, I think that's the other thing is obviously we were here as as prisoner fans, mm-hmm. wanting to see where it's filmed. But even in in itself, the history of the buildings, a lot of the buildings are made from reclaimed elements of other buildings that mm-hmm. were damaged or or going to be destroyed in some way. And so the architect did recover those and then build round them and use them as, mm. as the inspiration or the basis of the building. So there's a lot of architectural interest and history behind the buildings. Um, and the, the construction of the village did span many decades. So mm. that's interesting in itself, yeah. even without the, the prisoner mm-hmm. being filmed here. Mm-hmm. There's a very good guidebook available. Um, by Robert Llewellyn, just called Port Merion, which I would very much recommend um, in terms of the history of uh, Port Merion and each of the buildings, which is fascinating. And on the prisoner side of things, there is a book available that's called On the Trail of the Prisoner, A Walking Guide to Port Merion's Prisoner Sites by uh, Catherine Namath Frumerman, which is also very handy in getting you to the right place uh, and telling you uh, where you saw these buildings and, and what they yes, were used Yes, helping you find Yeah, that way. Both those books I find very interesting yes. and, and useful. And and I particularly enjoyed Catherine's eye for detail on on being true to the story, mm-hmm. uh, even within the book. If she's referring to an episode before um, Patrick McGowan knew he was number six, she refers to him as the prisoner, mm-hmm. and then afterwards number, as number six. six yes. But the, yeah, there's a lot of eye for detail on that mm-hmm. book, which I very much appreciated. Mm-hmm. I, I also like the. I can Im- I can imagine that perhaps um, some editors might have suggested that uh, Catherine um, toned down the the purple prose, but I like the purple prose. There's some very dis- very descriptive and um, florid uh, language in that book, including a word that I had not I was not aware of previously. I, my vocabulary has been enlarged, and I quite like that. Um, but I, and, and if you, you did, tell us what the word is, the, the word I'm kind of, I know what the word was about. It was coin, wasn't it? Uh, well, I don't know if it is. I don't know if that's how you say it. It was to do with the. I'm just looking it up now. It was to do with the 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 loggy. I'm never sure how to say that either. Um, yes, C O I G N, which I assume is coin of vantage. Um, so yes, I, I, I that, that I've learned I've learned today as well as I've been entertained <laughs> by the village. Uh, yeah, so do you think your um, enjoyment of the series has been enhanced by your visit to Port Merion? I think so. It does make it very much more um, real and British and, um, yeah, it just it, uh, makes you feel a part of it. To have been in, in, yes. in the places that it was filmed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it's interesting you mentioned that about being British. I, mean, I don't know much about. Um, I've only passed through Wales before spending the night in it last night, um, so I don't know much about Welsh architecture, etc. But as well as being very Italianate and um, 
European, there is a definite Britishness and possibly Welshness about the architecture as well, I think. I think it's a really good blend of styles. I have I, I do you not know, know whether that is true. But it certainly doesn't look as out of place as you'd expect it to be. Mm-hmm. We are, just, just to, to give, do a little bit of perhaps late housekeeping, this uh, episode is coming to you being recorded live in our car. Um, in the car park off Fort Merriam. Yeah, so, so you're suddenly thinking, wow, your acoustics have got an awful lot better. Maybe oh, do you think it'd be better? I, think it might I thought be. it'd be worse. Well, I don't think there'd be so much echo, because the echo is how much space there is round about us, and there's a lot less space round about us. Yeah, here. but it might be bouncing off the... The car. Well, I don't know. Well, we'll see. We're also recording it on the mobile phone, a bit like our episode. I think it was free for all that we did that on the road. Yes. Which when I remember, this is now a podcast. This could now become a podcast about a podcast. <laughs> uh, if you remember that song, self-indulgent. There was a wasp in the room, and we had to stop recording to get rid of the wasp. <laughs> Do you remember that? Not really. Oh, oh dear. That's a good one. So, uh, yeah. Have we got anything else to say about? Uh, no. Mariam, we really enjoyed it and we would recommend it. The hotel to, doesn't do food. That's a bit odd. Apart from on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think. But there are plenty of places plenty to of places eat and to eat drink. And drink. And they uh, are very nice. I think what they should have, and we didn't look for this because we haven't got our young child with us, but we spoke about young children would quite enjoy it. There's lots of places to nooks and crannies to Aye. hide about and run about in and what have you. Um, the one thing I didn't see was some sort of can, kids' activity guide to Port Mary, and can you find? There's so no, many no, little I saw, bits I saw things, other people doing that. But I think they were just doing it themselves. No, no, definitely, because those kids I uh, ran up and went, I found the white door, so what was that? Oh. And then just as we were coming out, there's that big group of kids. Yeah, who found the Buddha. Who found the Buddha, so no, I think Oh, well, is, I think that would be good. I think kids I mean, would like that. Obviously, us turning up at the, at the kiosk, they didn't think... To offer, us offer us the kids <laughs> activities. Yeah. Um, oh, grown-ups could do the activities too, I suppose. Um, some of the areas are um, private and for residents only. I know that is a bit of a shame, but completely understandable mm-hmm. if, you, if you were to live there and have all these tourists come around. Mm-hmm. But it does mean or you, staying there, or paying there, paying to stay there on holiday, which yes. is what folk are doing. But you had some pictures from your parents' visit in the 70s. In the 70s, yes. And you wanted to recreate them, but we were not able to because... They were taken from the, what are now the private areas. Yes. Uh, but that was, that, you know, that's only a, a, a mild disappointment. Yes. Um, to, and uh, I, I was a bit disappointed you couldn't climb up into the bell tower. In the bell tower. Yes, yeah. I would like to have done that because there must be fabulous views from mm. up there. But I think the bell tower is about the only one that you think, oh, there's some, I'm missing something by not being able to get Yeah, I mean, there. I wouldn't, I couldn't name another building or place that I can remember from the series that you could not get mm-hmm. to. Of, of any significance, no. anyway. No. Mm-hmm. So we liked um, Port Merion. Uh, we well did. worth the... Uh, it's a long drive, but well, well worth it. It depends where you live. Well, no, <laughs> I think from anywhere, because it is right... <laughs> You know, I mean, far from Manchester to Liverpool, it's only a couple hours. Okay, but that's still a fairly long drive. I'm just saying, it's on the west coast of Wales. I mean, you know where that you have to cross the whole of Wales to get to get to it. Yes, and and we we did luck out, I think, because this is a um, you know late winter day. The weather was not bad. It was dry. I had sunglasses on. Uh, That's true. It got the wind got up a bit in the afternoon, which was a bit. Cooler, yeah. Um, but apart from that, it was great. And, and because of the time of year, there aren't many people here. I mean, we're sitting in a car park that is, you know, there's maybe, what, 40 or 50 cars in it, and there's enough spaces for about 200, I would say. Yeah, and you didn't see the folk. 
really. Yeah, you didn't. Occasionally you passed really the person, people, and that was it. So. so we got some great photos yeah. where it was either just us or, or just the scene, rather yeah. than anyone else in them. So that was very nice. Yep. So. Oh, no dogs allowed. They don't tell you that. Oh yes, they don't tell you that to the very last minute. No dogs allowed. So uh, if you are uh, prisoner fans and also dog owners, um, which is a bit odd because. I love the way there's so much judgment in that tone. We are not dog people, and that <laughs> came you're across. Dog people, and you are wrong. <laughs> but, but what is odd is that there is a dog cemetery in the oh, didn't in the woods. Is we didn't go past it. It's up right. in the woods, but um, but yet no dogs allowed. Well, that's what happens dogs, to them if you bring dogs them. Are allowed. Red dogs are allowed. What happens if they end up in the dog cemetery? Yes. It's a very strict policy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very strict policy. So do we have anything else to uh, No, no, say? I think that's everything. Think that's but come, come and visit. It's well worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, it for a prisoner fan, it will be a day that you will not forget. Correct. And it will be well worth it, and it will enhance your enjoyment of the series, we, we think. Yeah, I mean, we've spent a good four or five hours here, and it, it, yeah. it wasn't uh, eking it out particularly. No, we weren't really eking it out. Um, do, do, I'm, I'm, I'm only trying to waste a bit of time because I'm trying to remember how we end these podcasts. Do we say something? No. No. Okay. Join us next time. Join us we? next time. Well, there may not be a next time. There may be other next time. Who knows if we go Have and a nice visit life. the Houses of Parliament. I think you said that at the end of the last one. If we go and visit the Houses of Parliament. Um, oh, yes, we might under- do a London the, Ele- the Underground Car Park, which we didn't realise was so close to various um, places of interest. Yes, and also, because that, that um, what was the thing you were referring to earlier, the, the thing where it says current day and um, back in the filming days? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the DVD feature, the Blu ray feature. Yeah. Yes. Um, you realise that opening sequence of him resigning, how mm. much of that was actually filmed on, on, location, on location, including the corridor. Including, I think, including the, the office seemed Which, to have been built into a, into a car park. Into a room in the car park, Into a room yes. in the car park. So, yeah. um, so that was quite pleasing to see how much of that was actually mm-hmm. uh, real real. Location. I was surprised at the, the bit with the corridor, because it was so lighting intensive as he, go, can he goes yeah, past. You, you think they would have create, had to have created that. You thought it would have to be in a studio, but uh, it just shows you how, okay, how resourceful uh, these technicians are, mm. um, and creative these technicians are. Yes. So yes, Port Merion, come and visit it. Uh, well worth the money. Um, children seem to be free in the winter time as well, wouldn't they? Plant zero. That's true. I think plant is plant. The the the, the spelling plant um, seems to be the Welsh for child, but yes. I don't know about that. Uh, so yes, come along, come and see it. Um, thanks for listening to this uh, little extra episode of Carry On Up the Village. Um, uh, hope you enjoyed it, and uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank <sniffs> you.